if you've got your Bibles open. Just reflect on this word. This is the word of God. Does anything particularly speak to you today? Or maybe you've got something that you think is a bit strange. Or a question. Or something that you want to raise from that passage. Mary. Isn't that interesting? Did anyone else think that's a strange... Jesus spitting? Mm, Yeah, that seems a very strange thing for Jesus to do, doesn't it? Yet he used it to heal him. Yeah, good. Anybody else? Right, the man was not blind because his sin... Uh, or his father's sin. So we can't automatically say if we're ill, then it's a, we can't blame it on anything like that. Um, so that's, that's true. That's an important lesson from this passage. People who are disabled are not disabled because they're being cursed or anything like that, which is what some people used to think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Neil. Uh, the man didn't ask to be healed, and he's lost his Yeah, good. He didn't ask to be healed. Uh, and he's lost his livelihood because he, he, he's not um, disabled anymore. So, so he, he, that could be quite difficult to adjust to, couldn't it, actually? Yeah, yeah. Stiller. He obviously been sitting there a long time, but he's been Right. Yeah. Right, okay. He'd been there a long time, and you know, they must have got used to him there, pretty well ignored him, yeah. Then only the children spotted anything from this passage. Yeah, he had to go and wash it off. Yeah, that was part of his step of faith, wasn't it? Yeah. Jesus didn't hang around. No, no, he, he went on his way. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. This happened. Yeah. So this happened so that God might be displayed, the glory of God might in your life. So Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. I've come to bring light into the world. You've done really well here. Thank you. And darkness is to come. Yes. There will be the time when he's put in the darkness of the tomb uh, for three days. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't read on to that a bit, but we're, there, there is quite a bit more that happens after that, and people start arguing about it, don't they, afterwards? Yeah, so that's really good. Lots of really, really good things uh, that came out, out of that reading. And whenever we read the Bible, especially when we read it with other people, we learn. And you can read it on your own, and sometimes you don't notice something that someone else does. So dwelling in the words, uh, and this is why when we have small groups in homes, it's really good to study the Bible together because we learn from each other things that we wouldn't perhaps notice on our own. So it's not just the preacher that can teach you things. You can teach one another. 
and I think that's really, really important. Don't, don't ever put anyone on a pedestal saying, this person's the only person who can teach us from the scripture. We can all, we can all do it. Well, what did, I, what did I notice from it? Well, three things. <coughs> Jesus never had a three-point sermon, did he? But there are three things that I particularly picked out here. And, and first of all, remember last week when we had the take, turning water into wine, said at the end, this is the first miraculous sign that Jesus performed in Cana of Galilee. So in John's Gospel, there are seven miraculous signs, and each one is just not, not just a miracle, but a miraculous sign that points to something really important. So um, the, the, the wine talked about the wine of the kingdom, and now this is either the fifth or the sixth sign, depending on whether you count walking on water as one of the signs. Okay. Um, but there's one more sign to come. Does anyone know what the next sign is after this chapter? You may, you may skip forward, yeah? Yeah, the raising of Lazarus. So we're doing that next week, okay? Um, so this is the one before the raising of Lazarus. And then the final sign, of course, is the resurrection of Jesus himself. You know, whether you include that in the seven, that's... well. Anyway, <clears throat> so what glory did this reveal making a man born blind uh, and giving him sight. What glory did it reveal about Jesus? Someone's already mentioned it, actually. What does it say? Jesus is the light of the world. And you see in that passage in verse 5, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So not only did John have seven miraculous signs, but there are a number of I am sayings where Jesus says, I am this, the good shepherd. I am, uh, when he he made the the, um, loaves and fishes spread out, he said, I am the bread of life. So the miracle, the miraculous sign pointed to who Jesus is. And in this case, making a man who was born blind, giving him sight, points to the fact that Jesus is the light of the world. Okay, so that's really important about the why, why John included just these seven. Each one had a particular point to make about who Jesus is. So Jesus is the light of the world. Now, the next one that I noticed, I also picked up on this, Jesus spat on the ground. Now, if you, if you did that, you'd get told off, wouldn't you, for being being rude. It's, it's, it's not a very pleasant, not a very polite thing to do. Um, and what did he do? He spat on the ground and he made mud. I've, I've pondered this for quite a long time. Uh, and, uh, and what I'm going to tell you is just my thoughts on it. So please don't, don't kind of... Well, you, you can come back at me and tell, tell me what you think. Anyway, what is, what is mud? What is mud made of? Dirt, soil, or dust, right? Okay, plus water. Right, so if you walk through the fields on a dry summer's day, all you get is clouds of dust. And if you go to somewhere like Africa, where they get very long dry periods, dust everywhere. And then at other times of year, a lot of rain, mud everywhere. You know. And... and you, you see that, of course, here. We know that. So, mud is made of dust and uh, water, isn't it? Okay, now, where do we find out about dust in the Bible? Can anyone think where it talks about dust in the Bible? 
Yeah, in the story of Genesis chapter 2, when God makes uh, man in his own image, what does he make him out of? Dust. Yeah. So, in actual fact, Adam, Adam is a name that means mankind or humankind. Adam could mean a man or it could mean men and women, humans. Um, and it sounds ever so much like the Hebrew word Adamar, which means dust. So, actually, Adam's name is Dusty. Yeah. So, Adam's name is Dusty. And so, basically, the dust is what everything is made of. Everything in the universe is made of dust. Various elements all mixed together. And if you, if you sort it out, actually, you are just made of dust. And when you, were, when you die, what will happen to you? You go back to dust. That's right. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So everything we, is made of the stuff of the universe is dust. Okay? And Jesus is using the stuff of the universe to make something that wasn't there before. Is that right? This man was born blind, so he didn't, uh, he didn't have any eyes. Uh, so in order to give him sight, Jesus had to, if you like, make him new eyes, didn't he? We don't know quite what problem he had, but he hadn't got any sight. But he hadn't, he'd never had sight, and in this incredible miracle, Jesus gives a man sight who'd been blind from birth. It's an act of creation. Yeah? And um, what does that tell us about Jesus? Not, not only is he the light of the world, but actually Jesus must be the creator of the world in order to have the power to do that kind of thing. This story tells me um, that, uh, that actually dust... This is an act of creation. So when you're saying, who is Jesus? He's not only the light of the world, but he's also the creator of the universe to be able to do that. It talks about his authority. Now, we'll come on to the next bit in a minute. But what about, the, what about spitting on the ground? Now, this is purely my hypothesis. You know, if, 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 you, if, you go, if the police go to a crime scene and they're trying to find out who was evidence of the crime, what do they look for? DNA. They look for DNA, don't they? And in saliva or anything like that. So in a sense, Jesus was putting a bit of himself into this mud, and somehow, it's just my thought, anyway. So please, please don't uh, accuse me of some terrible heretical problem. But, but it seems to me an explanation of why he spat on the ground. Uh, but anyway, it was an act of creation. That is amazing, isn't it? And that man, suddenly to have sight and never having sight, that was an incredible thing. Okay, the, the, the third thing is, actually, in the passages afterwards, and someone's already mentioned, what happens after this miracle? You can go in your Bibles, and you can have, what happens after the man was made to have sight? He had, yes, he had to go and wash the mud off, yeah, and when he washed the mud off, underneath the mud were... New working eyes. That's amazing. And then what happened to... What did people do? Yes, there was a dispute. Some people said, no, he wasn't really blind. And some people, yes, he was. He's the man. No, he wasn't. And so who did they call in next? The man's... The man himself. Uh, yeah, and are you the man? Yes, I am. How did this happen, they say? And he said, I don't know. A man called Jesus put mud on my eyes. 
and I can see. And then the Pharisees started arguing, didn't they? The Pharisees started to try to, to say, well, this man, must, he, he, he's not a good man. Because what day did he do this miracle on? The Saturday, which is the Sabbath. And they say, he can't be the Son of God. He can't be um, the Creator because he's breaking the Sabbath rules. They were more concerned about that than they were impressed that he'd got his sight back. And um, you can look through the whole story. The, the, the Pharisees won't believe who Jesus is, will they? Well, either they won't believe or they can't believe. Now, Jesus has just made mud, made someone's eyes come back, and given him sight. If you saw that, what would you think? Wow. Be pretty impressed, wouldn't you? The Pharisees saw it, they heard about it, they've heard all the evidence, they've heard the man himself say what happened, they won't believe it. They're blind. So there's actually two kinds of blindness, aren't there? There's physical blindness, where you can't see anything with your eyes, and there is spiritual blindness, where we can't see the truth. Okay, and so there's two groups of people in this story, and some of them, the Pharisees, who think that they're ever so clever and holy, they can't see the truth of who Jesus is. And the other people, whose eyes have been opened by, they believe, and they say, wonderful, this man has got his sight back. And they're the same today. There are people who believe, and there are people who don't believe. So what do we need to do if we are to believe? Open our eyes. We need our eyes, our spiritual eyes, to be opened. And so later on, shortly, we're going to be singing some songs about that, and we're going to be praying for God to open the eyes... And it may be your eyes. Maybe you need to say, Lord, you, please open my eyes to understand something. Or we might be asking for someone to open somebody else's, for God to open somebody else's eyes. In, in, a, in a month's time, we're going to be running an Alpha course. Uh, and maybe there are people that you want to invite on that course who need to have their eyes open to see who Jesus is. Uh, maybe an Alpha course is a very good opportunity for, for that, for people to learn Uh, about Jesus and their eyes to be open but right at the end of this passage um, I'll I'll read this out Um, Jesus uh, basically they eventually they throw out this blind man the man that's been made to see they throw him out because they say he's a sinner Um, when Jesus heard that they'd thrown him out and when he found him he said do you believe in the son of man that means do you believe in me that's why Jesus referred to himself Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, you have now seen him. Your eyes have been opened. He is the one speaking to you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Isn't that wonderful? So there we are. This blind man not only had his physical eyes opened, he also had his spiritual eyes opened so he could see who Jesus is. And that's what we need to pray, that more and more people have their eyes open to see who Jesus is.